Hello and welcome back to another Bamboo Business Breakouts podcast hosted by us at Bamboo Technology Group. We at Bamboo work with our business clients to ensure that they've got the right comms and IT in place and that they're getting the best from it. So that means focusing on the future as well as the here and now. As such, we provide connectivity, IoT, data and IT managed solutions, all with the compliance and risk management wrap. So without further ado, let's dive in to Bamboo Business Breakouts, the compliance takeover. Due to the current restrictions in place, this podcast episode has been recorded over in Microsoft Teams. That therefore means that the audio quality isn't as perfect as we would like it to be, but that does not detract from the content of this episode. So please keep on listening as it will definitely be worth taking in. So this is episode three of the Bambi Business Breakouts podcast, as always, hosted by myself, Ellen Smith. This one is actually got quite the title, The Compliance Takeover. I will be joined by Candice de Klerk and Lee Hibbert, who both play integral roles in our compliance proposition here at Bamboo. They are the knowledge, as you will hear me refer to them. So without further ado, grab your tea or your coffee and listen as we talk business. Hello, so we are all here to get into today's podcast episode, which is the compliance takeover. So who better to tackle this subject than two of our very own? We have Candice de Klerk and Lee Hibbert. Um, so I have you guys here today so that we can talk through the ins and outs of what you both do, what 2020 has meant for compliance in terms of business, um, and how Bamboo has kind of played a part in that a little bit. Um, so this episode will be a bit more interviewee on my part. Um, as you guys really are the knowledge, um, and I am not there yet with that. <laughs> um, so I do have some questions that I'll point to each of you individually and some that I'll come to both of you for. Um, but other than that, let's not wait around any longer uh, and get stuck in. So first question for Candice um, is, you have worked in different areas of bamboo since, well, since when is a good question, <laughs> for a very long time. Um, so what is your current role at Bamboo? <clears throat> so my current role is Head of Compliance. Um, but to answer your question, since 2008, I've been with <laughs> Bamboo um, and started off as sales support um, and then worked with the IT guys a bit uh, and then was doing the ISO stuff. So I said, yes, I can do that for you. And here we are, Head of Compliance. <laughs> Good. Okay, and Lee, uh, you've been with business officially now for a few months. Um, can you share with the listeners a little bit about your history and then sort of tell them what your role is currently? Uh, well, my history with Bamboo is I came in as a, an international trade advisor at some point. Um, and Bamboo were looking for their export strategy and they needed some risk management. And then poor old Candace there got dumped with the anti-bribery. So um, we found some funding to help us support that and then from that we realized that there was a number of areas that needed developing and then um i came in on the first of september as the director of resilience and risk to support uh, candice in a more proactive approach to our compliance and more of our governance but also focusing on our digital assurance uh, proposal uh, and um, cybersecurity to just enhance what we're doing. So everything that we're learning inside, we're now selling outside. 
Brilliant. And how would you say that your roles work together? Uh, I talk a lot, and Candice does a lot. Yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> no, I must say Lee has been a great help, um, as he does have a lot of experience, so therefore it's helped me make sure that what we are doing is the right thing, um, and also to be more proactive with our compliance, as well as helping clients um, and externals. So, it, you know, it, it works out really well in that, yes, he talks a lot and I do a lot, but <laughs> it works in that what he's saying is what we need to be doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so we are on the right track. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so, Candice, with your compliance hat on, um, could you tell us a little bit about what Bamboo has done differently in 2020? Wow, what a year. We've <laughs> 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 not done differently. Obviously, with COVID, it's, you know, that was a bit of a whirlwind right at the beginning. I'm happy to say, though, that um, it went well with deploying everybody, sending them home, working from home, you know, um, with with Lee's help as well. It was, um, right, let's get ready. This is actually happening. It's not just some news, fake news story or whatever, you know. Um, so obviously that's been quite quite a challenge this year. So that's been quite different if most people working from home. Uh, a few are back in the office now. Uh, but then also it's been, there's now the cyber team headed up by Lee. Um, and they've been a great help in, in helping out with being on the proactive side with things like the due diligence, with uh, the IESME piece that we're doing uh, and all that sort of stuff. It helps me. Um, Quite taking quite a bit off my plate, if you, as in the actual doing <laughs> the background work, and making sure that we are we are on track to be compliant yeah. and staying compliant. Uh, I think supporting that as well is there's no longer what's happening out in the sector is the regulators and the insurance companies that are now pushing compliance more than uh, the businesses themselves because the the businesses vulnerabilities have not been identified, and we found that internally as well is that um, we talked a good game but we weren't doing it if we really looked at it deeply. Yeah. And now with our proactive approach, Candice has time. We look up and see what's coming on the horizon, what's changing the regulatory governance, etc. We see what's changing with our clients' needs because the supply chain now is demanding, not requesting, but demanding that we have our ISOs and demanding that we can evidence everything because their regulators are telling them that they've got to do what they do. And what how we support Candice is, she doesn't have time operationally. She looks at what's happening day by day and maybe week by week. We're looking at what's coming in in three months, six months, 12 months. So we're ahead. And that really gives us an advantage to support our clients as well because we can support them saying, well, look, we can give you a heads up. This is coming. But more importantly, we can help you take that through that process as well through yeah, experience. The whole sort of proactive rather than reactive sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. And regulators are now demanding it. Then mm. it's not... It's not it should be. It is we're working with clients at the moment. The first thing that's happening, uh, let's say for a cyber breach or a health and safety breach, is the health and safety exec come in on COVID. They're all coming in and investigating. Or the ICO come in and investigate. right? And the moment they come in and investigate, it's a bit like when the tax man comes in. Um, they see all the, all the nooks and crannies. Uh, and the moment that happens is you're very vulnerable to a fine or bad publicity and your brand gets dented or customer confidence that goes. So we're working now to reduce the liability in, in, within the business and our partners. 
And actually, just on that a little bit, because Lee, you have quite a large network from from your sort of job background and with DIT and Business West work. Um, so, what would you say are the varying attitudes that you have experienced this year, sort of with, you know, exception to well, not exception in reaction to COVID, I guess. It's really interesting. There's two viruses flying around that came and hit the UK in March. Uh, one is a biological virus and one is a cyber virus. Everybody focused on the biological virus and they've done absolutely amazing. So the risk assessments came in, everybody did, uh, all the compliance, the training came in, everything that was needed because the government were forcing that down. Exactly the same time, the NCSC were pushing out alerts and all the data was coming in that the cyber criminals adapted to it very quickly. And the cyber hygiene of every business is so low that ransomware has gone up by 86%, specifically in certain sectors. Um, and we've just seen that. And you're going to see that over the next four to six weeks, all this, is, all this noise is going to start coming out. But what's happened there as well, the insurance companies are now going, well, we ain't paying you because you haven't followed your policies, your processes. So we've seen that with clients going, you're not, you're not ticking the boxes. It's a bit like holiday insurance. They turn around and say, well, you, if you've got a nice watch, if you didn't have it in yourself safe and you weren't wearing it, you're not insured for it. That's exactly the same that's happening with insurance now. So those things need to be looked at um, from a proactive point of view. Otherwise, you, you, the impact and disruption is going to be crazy over 2021. And the, the businesses that could be impacted, are they asking those questions or? <laughs> so what? those questions are being asked at operational level, but not at board level. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're finding that throughout. So the execs risk perception is still pretty naive. And that's the biases. Well, it's never happened to us. Why, why do we worry about it now? Yeah. And the problem you've got with both biological virus and both uh, cyber viruses, you don't see it. It's not like somebody trying to kick your door down. Um, it's not trying. You CCTV's doing everything, but on your on your um, cyber viruses, nobody's checking it. So we're just believing that our defences are working, and it's only once they're in and you get hit, then you go, oh my god, and then you find out because the investigation comes in. They've been here for what eight months, walking around your system. Oh my god, and the insurance company said, well, yeah, you didn't pass all your policies either, so we're not paying for it either. Right. Yeah. And it, it's experiential learning. Prevention is cheaper than cure. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was going to say to both of you, but it, why do you think that is? Is it just a common attitude that's always been maybe at the top? Or is it just a, everyone thinks they're protected until they're not, and then suddenly you go, oh, God, no, what do I do? I think there's always that level of, oh, it'll never happen to us. Never happen to us until it does. Um, you know, and we've seen that in recent weeks where suddenly it's like, oh, it happened to us. Help, 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 you know. Um, I, I, I think Candice is right there. Uh, and it hasn't happened to you before. Mm. But COVID never happened to us before. Yeah. And look where that got us, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if you look at the UK risk register for the last 15 years, a pandemic has been in the top right-hand corner of the biggest risk, biggest impact. for the And, and the UK government are now... 10 billion it's cost them in PPE over their odds. And that's the same that's going to happen on a disruption. And we're seeing that 86% has gone up. And the best thing about Bamboo Board now, they get it. But optically, we've shown them 
here's a picture of what your system looks like, and this is the viruses that could be hitting us. Yeah. And because we've shown them that and we've proven it, they've now done something about it. So it's just that education piece that we need to put in yeah, to our um, our clients. To see it to believe it. And it is well. education. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what are the different sort of um, elements of compliance? Because I know there's lots of different uh, regulations and stuff that we need to follow as businesses generally speaking but what what sort of like is the broad arching ones i guess well i suppose the overall you know compliance touches every point of the business of a business it's not just it security or cyber security it also covers hr health and safety so the accounts department have all their own processes and procedures they need to be compliant with uh so it, it's quite a broad field <laughs> you know and, and you know some businesses will have individual managers for for those separate bits um some don't you know um but it does cover quite a broad spectrum um and then even so that then feeds into the various different iso standards that you can get and we've got obviously the two of 27001 and 9001 um which covers quality and, and information security but yeah compliance yeah, covers quite a bit, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, mo- the moment you set up a business, you're taking on. It's like driving a car. You've got to do. You've got to do your driving test. You've got to do your driving license. You've got to have your MOT. You've got to have all the servicing, all that sort of stuff. That's all compliance. You can't go on the road without it. Yeah. You can go on the road without it, but if you get caught, then you'll get penalised. And if you speed, you get penalised. Um. The same concept is when I've been a director of businesses and I was working with uh, NHS, CQC would come in and uh, from a um, commercial perspective, we had to tick all those boxes. But from a legal perspective, I had 50 ambulances out, 250 people, and all of them were a liability. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's happened now with COVID is your attack service, if you're looking at cyber, has gone out. All out of your little four is out now, so your tax service is massive, right? So that compliance needs to tick all those boxes. Then the same with your health and safety, your well-being, right? Uh, Candice won't let you drive without your insurance and its business and, and all those are the right things. But those are the things to make sure that our business um, complies and our customers then have confidence that we follow what's required. Yeah. Um, and you're seeing that now in the supply chain. So any purchaser now on tendering, if you don't have all that and can't evidence it, you've got no competitive advantage. Um, so the compliance is now giving you the competitive advantage if you invest in it. Well, because I guess the, the risk of not having it is, is way too huge. It's that big, horrible word, culpability, isn't it? You suddenly then get yourself Absolutely. into some serious trouble if, if you're not taking but that's it seriously. Yeah, and if, if you look at what the government have done, and the ICO has been set up because nobody took it seriously. So now they're hitting them with fines. Corporate Manslaughter Act has gone from two years custodial sentence to 18 years custodial sentence of 10%. Significant difference. Absolutely. And what they're doing is saying, well, we gave you the big boys. You can come in and you can look after yourself and be grown-ups, but you're not. So what we're going to do is hit you with all these fines. Yeah. And that's been over the last 20 years, hasn't it? So what happens is that it's self-fulfilling. Um, businesses when they look at the risk, a lot of them, especially in the SME market, will go, we'll accept that risk, we'll just accept it. It's 5% chance we're going to get hit. 
Yeah. But they won't be working in our supply chain after me and Candice have been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. And we're not trying to, to anyone listening, we're not trying to scare anyone. I guess it's just more of a, there's simple tip box things, isn't it, at the end of the day, so... Well, it's just simple due diligence, yeah, and, and just looking yeah. after yourself and, and your customers and your supply chain, you know. But Ella, it's interesting what you've just said there, this tick box thing, and that's what everybody thinks it is. It is a tick box oh, thing. Yeah. But the point there is, uh, when the regulators come in, what you're saying is, we understand on that tick box everything we should do. But what they then go is, so why haven't you done it? Yeah. That's where you get hit, because you're going... Yeah, we've got all the policies, they're all amazing, all templated, this brand. And they come in and go, well, yeah, but which proves you knew what you were doing, but you're not doing it. Yeah. Right, which is even worse if you look at it. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. But where where we look at it is what it's done for bamboo, it's now given us a competitive advantage. Because when we're putting in for government contracts, we've gone through that. And because we've now become so compliant, we can evidence it all over for the last three years, that everything we've proved and we're open and transparent, we've got more people coming into us going, well, this is brilliant because you've proven that you're competent and that you're fallible, but you've learned from it. Yeah. It's the businesses that don't are not getting that competitive advantage. They're going to trip up a little bit, yeah. So with your digital assurance and protection hat on, that's, that's you, Lee, um, what do you think yep. about the, the space of business uh, considering digital transformation as a response to the changing landscape as a whole? I think it, it's all speeded up. Um, so if you look at it now, everybody is now saying, right, we're going to move into the cloud, it's safer, it's better, it works for the remote. But... There's also this illusion that once we go into the cloud, it will be very safe. But what we forget is that the criminals are adapting really quickly. And I've done 20 years in uh, major crime, looking at organized crime, and they adapt a lot quicker than we do. So the uh, Azure platform is already being attacked. Everything that we put into place, it's like your house. You've got the doors, you've got the windows, you think you're safe, but I'll kick the door in. Yeah. yeah? Or I'll know where you put the key, which is your password. And I'll come in and I'm in your loft and I've been up there for quite a while, right? And I've put cameras in. And, and that analogy is that that's what's happening with businesses. You just can't see it. So the digital assurance is that we then come in and search your house every day. And we then change your locks every day. And we change your loft and we look in your loft and see what's happening. And we can show you who's been trying at your door and everything. And that then is a proactive approach that gives you confidence. And the insurance companies are now literally demanding that. Yeah. Um, so if you put in in this system, don't believe that it's going to be perfect. The criminals can break it down as quick as they can. I mean, you've just got to have things in place to make sure that you reduce the impact. And actually, and talking about the, the most impact and stuff, from an overall, this is sort of to both of you, compliance and risk management perspective, um, what do you think are the, are the biggest and the most impactful risks to business sort of during COVID and then what could it be after COVID, I guess, in that sort of the, the post-transition period for for Brexit, if we dare talk about that as well. <laughs> Do you want to go first? No, crack on. <laughs> um, the biggest threat to any business is complacency. Yeah. Right. What happens is we get we get distracted and we look at what's happening tomorrow, not what's happening next week or whatever. 
And as I walk into any business, uh, and there's a lot of data on this, is that complacency is, well, it hasn't happened. Um, it won't happen to us again. Look at terrorist attacks. Uh, it's never happened to us. We look at COVID. It's over now. Um, we look at health and safety. It, it, we've not had it for three years. That complacency is what will kill a business because the fines now are what the issue is, but also just the compliant, the, the, the customer confidence in you because you've had that brand or you've been you've been hit or there's a health and safety requirement, or et cetera, or incident. So complacency at every level is, uh, I see, the biggest threat. Yeah, and, and to put it, you know, it's difficult. You can't just say, oh, it, it's going to be cyber or it's going to be health and safety or it's going to... We, you don't know. Yeah. And that's so why it's right. You cannot be complacent in any area of compliance um, because it will go wrong <laughs> if you are, you know, yeah. horribly wrong. It's yeah. because ultimately it's perfection yeah. Yeah, for the business, yeah. But, yeah. And if you look at the... If you go into the Federation of Small Businesses... Um, and you look at the stats on that, 50% of startups fail in the first five years. And normally it's because of some sort of incident that's occurred. Um, the next uh, the next phase, I think it's um, with with the compliance side, is that they've been investigated and that disruption disrupts the customer service. Yeah. So people are leaving, customers are leaving because of the disruption because they haven't got in place. So. It's a critical part of the business now, and everybody accepts that. Yeah. Uh, but they just some people are just not quite there yet. That leads on quite interestingly to my next question, um, which is again to both of you. Um, sort of as as a business, we often talk about um, people and data being our greatest assets. Um, like, and the, the question is probably quite a big question, but how can we protect both with equal measure? Training. Well, we need, you know, 100%, staff training 100%. Um, and awareness of how important those assets are um, and, and how important it is to protect the data and our people, you know, um, and then also making sure that our systems are secure and everybody isn't complacent, basically. If, if we're looking at data, we've got to realise that data has a value. Yeah. And on the black market... Uh, or the the deep uh, deep web um, dark, uh, dark web there is a uh, a sales process it's a market and people steal your data and it's worth 350 seven quid it's all being sold out there right so when people people wouldn't leave their wallet there or their purse there with all the money in but that's what you're doing with the data and it's valuable yeah, yeah? Um, and until we understand and people get that, that it, it is now our crown jewels, data is more valuable than the pound. Um, and they, they start to accept culturally that every time they press the wrong button or do something like that, they're losing 10,000 pieces of data that are worth £7 a piece. But the impact on the business is going to be a far more than that. Yeah. Uh, and it is a change of culture and it is about training. Uh, is about understanding at every single level. Because if you don't do it from the top and they don't accept it, it's never going to come down to the operational side of stuff. Makes total sense. Okay, I think this has been one of the the more interesting um, conversations that I've had. There's definitely (laughs) a a full, there's a lot to get stuck into. 
knew? <laughs> but just before we do end, I'm just going to come to each of you um, for just sort of mainly for the listener um, for a piece of advice. So, Lee, I'll start with you. Um, what was what is your primary piece of advice when considering the forward landscape for UK business? UK business, build your capability and capacity in digital and cyber. Your apprenticeship schemes are out there, 95% off. You've got health and safety in there. You've got your fire wardens. Invest now in bringing somebody in who can take you through the compliance risk because it is critical. It's part of your DNA. And you can get somebody now and grow them internally that will work with you. And 95%, I think it's two and a half grand you can get for somebody over 24 and a, uh, 1,500 if you reskill in internally. That would be my advice. It's worth taking out. <laughs> okay. And Candice, what would you say has been um, the biggest lesson learned in 2020? I guess so far. It is November, but <laughs> so far. Oh, it's, it's gone really quickly, actually. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest lesson to learn is anything can actually happen that you think might not. You know, don't be complacent. Make sure people are aware of what they need to do, how they need to do it, why they need to do it. And don't just assume that people think people know and that is just common sense, if that makes sense, Absolutely. you know. Um, yeah, so ju- I think the biggest lesson, especially with COVID, was, okay, this, you know, these things do happen quite quickly, you know, and be prepared for it as much as you can, yeah. and don't be complacent. Because it can snowball otherwise, I guess. It can, yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that is a wrap on the compliance takeover. I'd just like to thank Candice and Lee for coming on and talking as they really are just full of so much information. Um, That might have been a lot to take in all in one go and so if there's anything more you'd like to know off the back of what you've heard today then don't hesitate to get in contact. You can email us at hello at bamboo.tech and we'll be sure to respond to you. Otherwise we'll catch you next time.